Welcome to Medically Speaking, Auburn's own medical radio show with host Dr. Mark Vaughn of the Auburn Medical Group and Larry Finney. Not doing it this week, but we are live in the studio, Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. And we are dressed for radio. Our uh which is kind of silly, really, if you think about it. I mean, you know, we've been doing this for a while. We look just good. Kinda silly, but we. But if you happen to walk by uh, the uh, studios and look in the window, um, yeah, we have our our official uh, regalia on. But we're we're not doing the video thing for the you streamers. Well, actually, today. it's because Leanne's uh, MacBook has a a faulty button. We have to get fixed at the Mac store. Oh, I thought those things never failed. Uh, the, what happens is the Alt button. It, it automatically uh, considers itself on, so when you type, mm-hmm. it's not the actual characters, oh. so you, you can't even log in. And then you're going to get weird things. So that the NSA is monitoring you, no doubt, and <laughs> and Lord knows what kind of weird signals you're putting out. Yeah, well, you can't even log into it to make it work, so yeah. no video this week, but uh, we'll do it in the future. Well, we don't have any uh, news stories today, do we? There's not a whole lot going on news-wise right now. Is there anything out there we should be scared of, West Nile or toenail fungus? We talked about the West Nile death last week that happened. No, I'm sorry, not death. It was a case in uh, Mm. Placer County. Uh, Not a death. It's okay to eat eggs again? Uh, I have not heard an update on that. My understanding is they recalled all of them, so we should be all right. Okay. And then uh, was there also some listeria? I don't know. What is listeria? Isn't that a plant? That's a garden guru question. No, that's, that's not... That's a wisteria. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So what are we giving away today? Oh, oh we do need to mention that last week, in addition to, what was it that we gave away last week? It was, uh, oh, it was a Cafe D. Two, a Cafe D, yes. Sir. In addition to that, we also gave that winner a uh, coupon book. Uh, it, I don't know what the name is. It just has Mountain Mike's written it's really, cur- really big It's courtesy of our friends at Mountain Mike's, but it's a coupon book full of all kinds of uh, all discount goodies. All sorts of local restaurants. I believe they're... Nearly all in Auburn or maybe Auburn and Colfax. It's one of those coupon books that kids sell for fundraisers. It says it's a $30 value on the front. This was given to us by Mountain Mike's, and we gave one away last week, and we're giving one away this week along with... Along with Max's Deli. What do we got here? Oh, a free free uh, sandwich at Max's Deli. So that's for one of our callers. We'll do the drawing at the end of the show to uh, give that to someone who calls in yeah. with a... Comment or question for Dr. Dunn, our guest, or, or for myself. Well, and to give you an idea of the coupon book, it's it's full of little goodies, uh, a lot of two-for-ones and half-offs and uh, stuff for various uh, restaurants and fast food places, and sushi, Mongolian. Some's Mongolian just across the street here. Maybe I'll use that one. I hear that the high school kids refer to it as Mongo. Mongo, yeah, that's it. That's their, that's their term for it. It's one of their favorite hangouts. Yeah. And then also we, we talked quite a bit about chiropractors again last week. Mm-hmm. And this week someone told me about one of the chiropractors in town who doesn't do those things that were talked about. Try, tries to cure cholera using... Right, that okay. sort of thing. That he, uh, he he doesn't sell the plan, come back in for this maintenance plan. Uh, you know, those things that have been shown not to be helpful uh, when they're uh, compared against a sham procedure. He actually takes care of the pain and helps you with the manipulation. And that's this, it's right across the street. We can see it right out the window here. Dan Hill Chiropractic right here downtown. Mm-hmm. We heard good things about him, so we want to make sure that's known since we, we did say all that stuff about the chiropractors well, last week. Yeah, but before we change the subject too much off of this, uh, the, the, the free sandwich at Max's and the uh, coupon book giveaway, how do listeners get this? 
Well, they would have to call in at 885-3565 sometime during the show after we get started. Uh, maybe something that Dr. Dunn says sparks a, a memory or a question, and then they would call in. And we would take their name down, and at the end of the show, we draw one name out of the uh, Golden Nemesis Basin, and mm-hmm. that person wins the prize. And then All they right. have to come into K-High Studios to pick it up sometime during the week, All during, right. during business hours. Fair enough. So the gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So, well, yeah. It's, it, I, never I don't mind. know what that means. No more medieval. I didn't, I didn't live during that period. <laughs> no more medieval references. All right. It's a challenge, in other words. All right. All right. So, our guest today is who? Dr. Jamie Dunn, who is a urogynecologist. And a gynecologist. And an obstetrician. Wow. And a husband and father and soccer player. Well, so which which aspect of his life are we going to be talking about today? I mean, he's not wearing his doctor pants today. He he, he came in. <laughs> he comes in last time. This is one of the great things. He said, oh, "You're on call, and you wear these doctor pants that look like pajamas." <laughs> well, that's because they sleep in them. Well, would that the rest of us be able to go to the grocery store wearing our pajamas? I would be laughed at if I were. To, but but oh, if you're a doctor, it's okay. You can wear your doctor pants. And now it's my understanding that there are rules about not wearing those out of the hospital. Is that correct? Uh-oh, yeah, so he yeah, broke rules. Yeah, yeah. So not only did he wear his doctor pants to the grocery store. Well, and then, well wait a minute. No. So let's say you're wearing your doctor pants in public, and, and you're running around, you're schlepping around, and then you go right into the, the delivery room. How You've been outside. You've been exposed. That, How is that right, any different that, than me wearing jeans or that, something? That, yeah. You know? the, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, so. okay. Oh, we so. just outed him. Uh, yeah. I, I, Bummer. I, Sorry, Jamie. He's, wait, wait. No, come back. <laughs> He's, got, he's, he's going got out his... the door. <laughs> now we've done it. What are we going to do for a guest this week? <laughs> well, okay, during, during the break, I'll run out and try to apologize. <laughs> we'll have to call. You can wear your doctor. Call pants. his wife and tell her to send him back. Yeah. No, I'll tell you who I noticed doing that though. Hmm. It's it's the um, the people who work in the OR, but not the doctors, who I usually see doing that, walking out of the hospital with them on and and wearing them around town. I don't see the doctors really doing right. that very much at all. They usually change in the locker room and yeah. put on their street clothes. Right. They don't want to be tagged as doctors because people will be walking up to them and say, Doc, it hurts when I go like this. Or, what, what do you suggest? <laughs> don't do Yes, don't go like this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's very good. He's a Henny Youngman fan, too, obviously. I, I yeah. can hear that, yeah. Now, this week, what we'll be talking about, you know, we've talked about various subjects related to obstetrics, or gynecology, or even urogynecology. We had a show on that. And this week, we're going to be talking specifically about preconception counseling. Which, What's that? That's before you get the idea. The idea? Well, isn't that that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? That's and right. That's Ken what we're Watanabe? talking about. Yeah. Yeah, preconception. Yeah, okay. So. No, no, let's, let's, let's clarify that. Because <laughs> listeners are going, what are these idiots talking about now? Preconception. In other words, uh, a woman has decided, perhaps, to have a baby. And... She, there's some well, things she may need to know. We go right? a step before that even. Oh, even farther back? Yeah, since half the time when they have a baby, they didn't decide to. Oh. And so we're going to even talk about that. So we'll get uh, to that. Okay. Well, um, do we want to introduce our guest or do we want to schlep right on into the next break? or We, we need to play our disclaimer first and then get into oh. the first break. And uh, but there's a call that came in, but it's not for us. <laughs> what, are they trying to call the last show and they don't know it's over? Yeah. Yeah, pull up okay. your tomato plants. Get okay. rid of them. Go ahead, and uh, we'll roll into the, the first uh, disclaimer and break, and we'll come back with our guests. Tomato season's over. Mm-hmm. 
The content of this website and the Medically Speaking Radio Show are meant for entertainment and for general information purposes. No doctor-patient relationship is attempted or implied through the show or the website. Any medical advice, home remedies, and all other medical information on this website or radio show should not be treated as a substitute for the medical advice of your own doctor. Do not attempt any treatment mentioned on the website or the show without consulting your doctor. Always consult your own doctor if you are in any way concerned about your health. If you need a doctor and live near Placer County, call Jen at 530-886-8630. If you have a medical emergency, call 911. Medically Speaking Radio, Dr. Mark Vaughn, Auburn Medical Group, K-High Radio, and or our sponsors are not responsible for any diagnosis or treatment made by anyone based on any of the content of this website or the Medically Speaking Radio Show. In addition, the views and opinions expressed on the show or on linked websites are not necessarily those of Dr. Mark Vaughn, Hey Hi Radio, the Auburn Medical Group Incorporated, or any of the show sponsors. Few things in life are harder than thinking about serious illness or the death of someone you love. Research confirms that Americans want the basic services that hospice provides, care at home or in a home-like setting treatment that preserves a sense of dignity and respect. Emotional and spiritual support for patients and for their families and effective pain management. Hospice helps patients and their families deal with end-of-life challenges in a life-affirming, compassionate way that brings dignity, hope, and love to every day of life. This message of love and caring is the focus of hospice care. This message is brought to you by Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice. We can be reached at 886-6650 or click on the link for Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice on the Medically Speaking Radio website. Larry, have you ever been to Auburn Drug Company? Yeah, that's the one with the marble soda fountain at 815 Lincoln Way. Yeah, right there in front they have the marble fountain. And in back is an independently owned pharmacy right here in Auburn. And that thing has been around for a long time. Since the 1800s. They are so great because they actually fill your prescriptions when you ask them to, unlike the chain drug stores that make you wait. You know, and waiting there wouldn't be a big crime because, heck, you could always go to the soda fountain. That's Auburn Drug Company at 815 Lincoln Way in downtown Auburn. Give them a call at 885-6524. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome back to Medically Speaking Radio. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney with our guest, James Dunn. Uh, Dr. Dunn, what is it that we're speaking about this week? Uh, This week we're going to talk about preconception counseling. Um, And and as you guys were mentioning earlier, it's before uh, women decide to get pregnant. It's very important, uh, multiple things to consider um, to optimize their pregnancy not only for themselves, but obviously for their uh, for their baby. Preconception, before the conception. Correct. Now, I guess something that I think of when, when you talk about something like this is uh, you have to really be planning ahead for this to work because how many pregnancies are actually planned and expected and known about at the time of conception? Um, probably um, up to or just a little bit above 50% of uh, pregnancies are unplanned. Um, so that's... A very alarming uh, statistic, and and shows that you know that either birth control is not working, or our, our ladies aren't you know taking birth control. Um, so we want that you know them to always be thinking that you know I may get pregnant. What what should I do? So um, the whole purpose of the preconception counseling 
is really to identify their risk factors. Then we want to educate them on the risk factors that we uncover and then uh, intervene uh, appropriately to optimize their um, fertility and optimize their uh, pregnancy. Okay, so uh, approximately 50% pregnancies are planned. Mm -hmm. Let's see, we have four children. Yeah, that works out about right. <laughs> that's that's the average, correct? <laughs> All four of mine were planned. Oh, it's okay. Right, just just so I, I'm I'm kind of keeping the average down for the rest of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what is it that we need to be doing to be thinking ahead for right. possible pregnancy? P probably the most important thing is that preconception counseling um, can pick up you know risks uh, that we want to control for before the uh, mom gets pregnant, meaning that most women don't even know they're pregnant until three to four weeks into their um, pregnancy when they miss their first menstrual cycle. But this is the most important time um, of development. So from three weeks to approximately 10 weeks of early pregnancy, all of the major organ systems are developing, and this is the, the most critical time period um, when the brain develops and the spinal cord and the heart. So whenever there's any insult you know, during this time period, um, whether it be a medication or a toxin or illegal substances um, or even uncontrolled medical conditions, that it really puts the pregnancy at jeopardy. Now, we're talking about preconception counseling. If if half of them, uh, half of pregnancies are unplanned and a woman discovers later that she is, in fact, pregnant, is it too late for her? Is is this discussion now a moot point or, or, or is preconception for, for those who are well- uh, well in advance of that uh, of pregnancy. I mean that's a good good question because yeah the preconception is very important but then subsequently your prenatal care is equally important and you can make corrections and improve your overall uh, health. Okay, so it's not too late for the fifty the other fifty percent. Correct. Yeah, and there's only there's a few rare conditions where yes it may be too late to intervene, um, but that's the exception. Uh, the rule is more like when the baby's already been born. Correct. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, identifying the risk factors, the, the most important thing to go through is just, you know, what's your medical history? Do you have high-risk conditions, uh, diabetes, hypertension, um, asthma, uh, some of the autoimmune disorders, and we want those to be tightly controlled. Um, of course, medications that you're taking, um, any, you know, uh, social problems, alcohol, tobacco, um, illegal drugs, um, also, uh, obesity has become more and more of an important uh, factor. I mean, it's an epidemic in the United States across the board, but uh, I'm noticing that mothers have a higher weight, higher weight gain, um, which is detrimental to the pregnancy. You know, the things you're rattling off are a lot of these are, are lifestyle issues, um, and obviously they relate to the the mother. None of this involves the the, the father at all. Not many. Um, we pretty much we have an easy job. Yes. As, well, as far as, as the pregnancy is concerned. Well, I mean, even as far as patient history and so forth, lifestyles. Right. You say, so if the father has a history of diabetes, this is not necessarily uh, an issue that we, that you would bring into bring to bear. It's some of the uh, paternal um, risk factors, but more in your genetic history, may be passed on. Um, but most of the time, it's more of the mater maternal exposures, you know, to, because she's carrying the, the pregnancy and she's exposing the baby to these uh, conditions for the whole nine months, whereas the father is only, you know, responsible for the, the, the genetic risks. So there's risks. certain particular uh, heritable diseases, we'll call right. them, that either the father or the mother ha could have in their family. W what are those? 
Uh, some of them include, uh, like I mentioned, diabetes, yes, um, you can pass that on. Uh, some of the um, blood disorders um, in particular, like thalassemia and African-Americans, um, the sickle cell and the sickle cell trait, um, and Caucasians and, and Jewish community, cystic fibrosis. Um, so there's, there's, you know, based on your ethnicity, certain groups um, and your ancestry will have higher risk of passing these diseases on to the baby. And then some other less known, less common ones that uh, if you have it in your family, your doctor should already be counseling you to get those checked. Correct. Well, and, and if a person is at risk for these kinds of things, what's, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but what's the, what's the counseling um, aspect there? Yeah, it's basically disease-specific, and then if it's rare diseases, um, I would even say, okay, why don't you get a second opinion uh, and see a genetic counselor um, if it's rare and uncommon diseases, or um, go see a high-risk uh, maternal-fetal specialist who, you know, uh, his, his practice is all high-risk obstetrics, and, and I'll do that once or twice a year with, with uh, the rare diseases. We probably we forgot to give out the numbers. Um, our phone numbers are 885 3565 or 1-800-950-5244 if you want to uh, join in the conversation and enter in a chance to win our prize package for the uh, for the day. Mm-hmm. Hey, where were we? Yeah, bringing us back, we were talking about some of the things that you would be testing for, some of the health issues involved. Once we get the patient in the office and uh, we're talking about getting ready to be pregnant, how do you uh, motivate someone to address these things, to have good nutrition, to lay off the booze, to, you know, these things, so that they're ready when the time comes. I mean, that, that is the, the most difficult part is, like, you know, we, you counsel and counsel, and it's still the patients have to want to be an active participant. I tell ladies, you know, do this and this, and they have to really bring it upon themselves and have that internal drive and that motivation to, to follow every, all the medical advice that's out there. So you would say if somebody's listening they're uh, thinking they will want to have children, maybe don't think they're going to just yet. You would advise they actually talk to a doctor about these issues that we're talking about right now Correct. Yeah. and, and get, get them under control so it's not too late when they do want to have a baby and don't want to have neural tube defects. Correct. Yes. So, so I mean, all the medical conditions, um, the, the probably the top three or four are hypertension. You want your blood pressure controlled. And then you want to be aware of the medicines that are safe in pregnancy and not safe in pregnancy. So you want to say, hey, I may want to get pregnant. Switch me to a medication that's safe in pregnancy. Um, Diabetes is probably one of the most important uh, diseases to control. Um, Women who don't control their diabetes have higher birth defect risk. Um, They have more obesity. They have higher risk of complications in delivery, higher miscarriage rate. So the list goes on and on about, the, you know, the, the bad things that can happen. So those ladies want to control their diabetes. Sounds like you have a message to me and primary care doctors like myself that we should be thinking ahead for our patients who could be in this situation. Ask the patients about their plans for pregnancy so that we can intervene and adjust the medicines. For example, blood pressure medicines, putting them on methyl dopa so that they will not have that to worry about if they were to unexpectedly become pregnant. Correct. I mean, that's anyone who sees women of the reproductive age, you know, 16 to, to late 30s, should should be asked their women every visit, you know, what are your, you know, reproductive plans are? What are you doing to stop from getting pregnant? And, and are you wanting to get pregnant in the near future to optimize their health? Now, a lot of people would think, hey, I don't have insurance. I, I can't afford that. Uh, I probably won't be getting pregnant because I'm not planning on it. 
some people probably that are hearing this should be thinking about maybe going and applying for Medi-Cal. Correct. That's available, that they could get these services uh, ahead of time before they get pregnant so things are taken care of. Correct. So Medi-Cal will cover all women who are pregnant and based on certain qualifications and and income, but yes, um, the the state will, will take care of women when they get pregnant. So that's a good point. Early in the pregnancy process, what is it that we're going to be looking at uh, as far as tests or questions that you're asking once once we're in that stage? You know, they, they miss the cycle, pregnancy test comes back positive. What would a, a patient expect to uh, find in pre or early pregnancy testing? So the laboratory testing is, is very important. Ideally, you know, if it was done before they get pregnant, especially for their immunization status, would be very important. But... Most women um, haven't had these tests done for several years, so we check, you know, are you immune to rubella? Have you had chicken pox and, uh, or varicella uh, immunization? Uh, blood count, um, we check for the, the common STDs, HIV, um, hepatitis, um, chlamydia, gonorrhea, those STDs. Um, we screen, um, you know, for you know, cervical cancer at their first visit, uh, which is a risk factor um, during pregnancy. Is that a general screening, or is that modified according to risk factors? Um, everyone, pretty much, general screening. Uh, and then a complete, you know, physical examination, their first visit. What about patient age? Um, is, there, is there an age by which uh, risk factor goes up precipitously? Correct. Age is a very important risk factor because w- one reason is um, today women are delaying their childbearing for, you know, we need income. The recession uh, is here. It's tough. So a lot of women are working, uh, and they're in the workforce. They're going to school longer. So if you wait too long, then, of course, after age 35 is the biggest milestone. Uh, you see the fertility rate drops after 35, so it's harder to get pregnant. And then that's when you see the biggest increase in genetic uh, defects and genetic complications. Um, as the woman's eggs mature, the le- eggs that are left are more likely to have genetic problems and then if after age 40 it's really really hard to get pregnant and then then you're talking about infertility and lots of money and expense to just to get pregnant you mentioned uh, lifestyle choices like not not what what, what dr von referred to as heritable diseases but say uh drug Drug abuse, recreational drug use, smoking, Correct. drinking. <clears throat> How long after cessation of those activities is it safe? Well, I should say, there's a patient who's contemplating getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. You say, knock those things off. <coughs> How long should they be away from, say, smoking before it's, it's ready to go? I mean, pretty much immediately. So it, it's more of the continuous exposure of early pregnancy to smoking to alcohol, uh, to the um, illicit drugs. So you're right, the the preconception counseling would be, yes, please stop smoking, not only for yourself because of the risk and lung disease and cancer and all those uh, diseases, but for your pregnancy as well. Um, So stop smoking. um, Exposure to uh, all the carcinogens in the tobacco, uh, you know, cause higher miscarriage rate, higher preterm labor rates, and then, of course, um, prematurity. Okay. Hey, we are reminded that today is uh, 9-11, and so we're going to play our tribute to the uh, to, to, to those who uh, perished in the 9-11. Uh, 
tragedy. Imagination, your mind's eye recalling the horror, the bravery, and the resolve of 9-11. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Looks like six, seven floors are taken out. And there's more explosions right now. Hold on, people are running. Hold on. We got an explosion inside. The The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil despicable acts of terror. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. But they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. We're going to just keep digging. We're going to keep trying to reach them. We're going to keep seeing if we hear noise, keep seeing if we can pull people out of their lives. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom an opportunity in the world, and no one will keep that light from shining. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. I just, I'm just thinking about the firemen I see going up the stairs behind me and looking at half of this building. I don't know. God bless America. TRN. Remember. Since 1966, Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital has been providing award-winning care to members of the community, to people just like you. The tradition of excellence continues today with our comprehensive family birth center, cancer services, 24-hour emergency care, and a whole range of outpatient services with convenient hours and locations to serve you. In addition, we've been recognized for excellence in managing heart attacks, heart failure, pneumonia, and surgical care. We are one of a select few hospitals in the state to earn recognition from VHA's West Coast region for sustained outstanding clinical performance. To learn more about Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital, visit us on the web at sutterauburnfaith.org slash medically speaking radio. That's sutterauburnfaith.org slash medically speaking radio Sutter Health with you for life this is Dr. Mark Vaughn I want to tell you about my dentist Rodney Kihara his office is located right in town at High Street and Auburn Folsom Road his staff is pleasant they smile when you walk in and you know who they are because they're there every time we're talking about Flo, Cheryl and Judy their pleasant faces welcome you into the office and let you know that you're in the right spot a comfortable place to go to the dentist call Dr. Kihara's office at 888-1966 that's 888-1966 the doctor would say don't stick anything in your ear Unless, of course, it's medically speaking. On K-High, the voice of the foothills. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. 
Welcome back to the show. Uh, it appears that we did have a call during the break, but uh, there was she was disconnected. We'd like to have, I believe it was Becky, call back in so you can ask your question of Dr. Dunn. And uh, we'll go ahead and get started back on the subject of... Uh, oh, I, I need to let people know the numbers. Thank you. Voice behind my head was telling me, tell the numbers. It is 885-3565 if you're in the Auburn area or 1-800-950-K-HIGH if you're out in the far reaches, you know, somewhere like Downeyville or or Placerville or Yuba City. But we do have Becky on the phone. Becky? Hi. Where are you calling from? Uh, well, I'm down in Roseville, but I live in Auburn. Oh, oh, okay. But but you're calling from Roseville? Yeah, I'm I'm out in the car, but I'm not driving. <laughs> okay. Well, we're we are glad that you're able to hear us all the way down to Roseville. You had a question for Dr. Dunn, is that right? Right. Okay. Well, I'd like to have um, to a location done, but um, I'm trying to get my husband to turn the radio down so I don't hear the echo. Um, I'd like, I'm going to have to location done, and I'm going to have the one that's done in the hospital because it's under general anesthesia. And I wanted to know how long should I expect to be off, off work? Um, it sounds like you're going to have the laparoscopic uh, tubal yeah. Um yeah. That. Probably for anywhere for as quick as three days, but usually more like five to seven days before your full speed. Okay. Um, so, I, I mean, if, if you can coordinate it in time and like to do it at the end of the week, then you can, you know, recover over the weekend and be ready to go probably by Monday. Okay. okay. And then I have another question about ablation. Um, well, I understand that this is sometimes um, a way because it, for people to have excessive bleeding. That's and, correct. Uh -huh, and and I wanted to know, um, will this also, if, you know, make my period go away? Uh, hopefully it will. And that's that's the reason that we do the endometrial ablations. Um, most of the studies say about 90% of the time it's successful. And then successful means um, about half of those ladies will have no period, and the other half will have much lighter periods. And oh, then, that and then would a, be great. So, and so that's the goal, and that's why we do the endometrial ablations. So they, they've... Oh are very popular now for that reason. And how does somebody qualify to get that done? Just heavy bleeding or what? Correct. So, you know, heavy bleeding, um, heavy uh, cramping, uh, severe uh, menstrual cramps, um, you know, maybe even anemia because the bleeding is so heavy. Um, that's the main reason we do that. Um, do you mind if I, if I ask another question? Not at all. Or, Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm I'm getting near 40, and is it common that our periods get actually heavier as we get closer to menopause? Because it just seems like it should get lighter. It, it seems like the trend, yes, ma'am. From um, early, you know, when you first start getting your periods, they're going to be irregular and more unpredictable. And then at the other extreme of the reproductive age, we see them start to get heavier uh, and, and uh, more crampy as well. Okay. Even at pre-40? Correct. So, I mean, even even 30s and early 40s, definitely. Okay. That's that's what I was wondering. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your answer. Of course. Thank you for calling. Okay. Be Becky, we're going to have you uh, come into the studio after the show. If you win the uh, prize, listen at the end of the show for the drawing to see if you win. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for calling. Do we have another caller? Oh, no. People are calling, but they're not, uh, not coming through. Oh, it was, it was for our engineer. Okay. Personal <laughs> call. Yeah, I just do want to let people know they, they're welcome to call in if they want. If they have questions for Dr. Dunn or for myself, it's 885-3565. When we uh, left on the break, 
we said we were going to come back, and actually it was after the break started, that we were talking amongst ourselves about uh, particularly the issue of marijuana. That's so much in the news. It's uh, There's talk Proposition about Proposition 19. Proposition 19, and uh, I, I think for people to be able to vote knowledgeably on that, we need to let them know some facts about it. Uh, and so in this show, we're talking specifically about marijuana in the setting of pregnancy. What do you have for us on that? So um, pregnancy, they've done a few studies looking at how common is, you know, marijuana use during pregnancy. And a couple of different studies of, you know, one said 2% of women up to maybe 5% in this hop study at Johns Hopkins. Um, and some of the things they were looking for is, you know, does this affect uh, pregnancy? Does it cause complications? And what, what they've learned is that marijuana by itself does not cause birth defects. It does not cause preterm labor. It doesn't cause any pregnancy complications. However, the caveat to that is long-term, there does seem to be some some problems. And so children after they're born, two years, three years, ten years later, they'll have uh, more learning disabilities. They'll have more attention uh, deficit uh, hyperactivity disorders that are, you know, so popular now, ADHD. Um, they'll have issues with impulsivity. Um, they are actually more prone to substance abuse themselves. So that's And cravings for pizza. Correct. And the munchies, correct. Um, there's also a few um, childhood um, cancers that are more common in, in women uh, when they smoke marijuana. Their children have higher risk of some of the leukemias and some rare, um, bizarre children cancer. So... And then the, the second thing to consider with marijuana use is that most people who use marijuana also are smoking cigarettes and using alcohol, which have definitely been shown to have a adverse or negative effect on uh, pregnancy and especially the developing fetus. The, the little bit of access I've had to the literature on this issue, I, I, I noticed two things. One is th- it's hard to get good studies on this. Correct. Since it's an illegal activity, it's kind of hard to track it. Uh, another thing is that you have the, um, what's the word for using the substances together, co-ingestants, or w- when you have more than one substance, you know, it's hard to tease out which it is and have good studies. Confounders. Good numbers. And, C- confounders, that's yeah. the word. And then the other one is how much use. Do many of the studies really tell the difference between someone who does it once a week versus someone who's, well, I guess you can't really say a pack a day, but uh, <laughs> what, what's the term? If, if someone smokes marijuana that often that they have a term for a pack a day, please call in and tell us what it is because we don't know what you <laughs> a crop a day, a, a bushel. Anyway, uh, but, but that's one of the things about these studies. It's hard to get a whole lot of information, but it does look like it's a bad idea. Correct. I don't recommend it, and it is uh, very common in the foothills to, um, you know, for women to come in positive with the uh, uh, marijuana or cannabis. They don't call it Grass Valley without reason. Huh? <laughs> That's correct. A fatty a day with that? <laughs> a bomber. <laughs> okay, time to move on. So, oh, wait, before we, as long as we're talking about uh, substances, um, how about dark chocolate? Is there any <laughs> is there any risk whatsoever to, to dark chocolate uh, use during pregnancy? I haven't seen that study, but I have seen the study with dark chocolate having antioxidants. And a small dose of chocolate every week is actually good for you. Outstanding. Could you repeat that? <laughs> a small dose of chocolate every week is good for you. Protects you from cancers and and all, known. And all bad stuff. You, yeah. you do know we have Dr. Diane coming back in a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> okay. I will have my dark chocolate at the ready. <laughs> uh, there, there's other things that people can have. You know, you briefly touched on the alcohol and the smoking. What is it that those are doing? 
Um, especially the smoking um, is the best studied, and, and it's the exposure to the carcinogens uh, cause the babies to be smaller, um, which leads to you know complications when they're born. They, it leads to preterm uh, labor, uh, which is uh, very risky. So now we're talking about infants born too soon, um, um, multiple comp, you know risk when they're born too soon of development problems and. Um, all the risks of that infection and prematurity and spending, you know, several weeks in the uh, neonatal intensive care unit. Um, fetal alcohol syndrome is also equally um, as devastating. And we don't know the cutoff, like how many drinks a day can you have. So, you know, we basically say don't drink anything when you're pregnant because there is no lower threshold that's safe in pregnancy. Um, and with alcoholism, um, we're talking about same thing, you know, prematurity, miscarriage, uh, neurological and uh, behavior development problems for the children. So the safer thing to do instead of trying to set a, quote, safe level of any of these things, it's better no level. So no. So yeah, just, just don't do it. No tobacco, no alcohol, no um, illegal drugs. On the caffeine, they do, they do set a level of about 200 milligram, which comes out to, you know, you can have a couple of good cups right. of coffee and, and be under that level. Well, what about the stuff that you should do? I mean, we've talked about things mm-hmm. you shouldn't take and shouldn't ingest. Are, are there certain things that pregnant women ought to be ingesting? Um, pregnant women should definitely take a multivitamin every day, and that's um, with us 400 to 800 micrograms of folic acid uh, in, in the multivitamin. Um, there's very good studies uh, showing how uh, that prevents birth defects, cardiovascular birth defects, limb defects, cleft lip and cleft palate. So now uh, that's a very important point. Prenatal vitamin with uh, folic acid. Now, folic acid is found in what what regular foods? It's actually fortified in, in our, our diet now, and some of the uh, the breads um, is the main thing that I remember that um, they're actually putting folate into the to our bread products. The uh, the folic acid you're concerned about the neural tube defects, but truthfully, if you already know you're pregnant, you've been pregnant for eight weeks, you, you kind of missed the window on, on preventing right. that because the organs are already developed. So right? the neural tube is already closed in the first two to three weeks, so you have to be, that, that's where the ounce of prevention comes in before. And then, so folic acid is something you want to get. What about vitamin A? Vitamin A, I mean, just like all of the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, vitamin E, and K, there's there's thresholds where they can be toxic to the pregnancy. So you want, you know, low doses of that. You don't want to take these mega vitamins that have extra doses of the vitamins. It's unhealthy. And uh, specifically, vitamin A actually can cause defects. Correct. It's uh, in, in high high amounts. So don't overdo, don't hyperdose on the vitamin A. Correct. And then also, i cut, cut Larry off, but, I mean, exercise um, is another thing that, you know, as far as, and I beat him to the punch, yeah. <laughs> so exercise is very important. Um, and, he- I mean, that just goes along with healthy living. So diet, exercise, um, and it goes back to obesity epidemic. So if, if you're eating healthy, that's going to be perfect for your pregnancy. If you're exercising every day, you should exercise throughout the rest of your pregnancy. But pregnancy is not a good time to start an exercise regimen. Correct. So I have a few ladies who, like, run marathons, and they mountain bike every day. And I tell them, okay, within, you know, I want you to continue that, maybe not as extreme as you were. But if you have someone who's overweight, never been to the gym, I, I tell them, you, you know, no, you got to go slow. You can start walking, but you shouldn't do any intense, high-impact, um, you know, crazy uh, training at this point. It's too late. When we're talking about medicines and getting to your doctor and getting things set for pregnancy, there's one particular medical condition I I find intriguing. 
uh, well, a couple of them actually, psychiatric illnesses Correct. and medications for prevention of seizures. Those are kind of a special little area. Correct. Yeah, those those are very sensitive areas because you know of the stigma. Like you have you know, a psychiatric illness, um, but but I, but the way I counsel patient is no, it's it's a chemical imbalance. You know, you're not crazy. No one's you know thinks that. Um, but you should control all of the, the conditions you talked about. So if you're on uh, Prozac or any of the medicines that treat depression, I want you to be stable on those, um, and I want you to keep those medicines going even if you do get pregnant. It's, it's safer for you and the baby. And there's there are actually a lot of people on these medicines that we could we could safely take them off, and we're not concerned about something bad happening. But if somebody was to be suicidal or endanger their their unborn baby because of delusions or whatever, Correct. it's safer to be on the medicine yeah. uh, than to go off of it. And then with the seizure disorders, Correct. Seizures. We, we encourage them to get, get into their neurologist and talk about what their options are. Correct. Yeah, you, you want to control your seizures, obviously, um, and have you know good control of the seizures before you get pregnant. But you do want to use the lowest dose. probably want to switch away from valproic acid, which has a higher neural tube uh, uh, risk. Basically, all of the seizure medicines do have an increased risk of neural tube defects. And for some reason, women in general who have seizure disorder do have higher birth defects and, and neural tube defect risk. So you want that to be optimally controlled and not, you know, the lowest level of, of those seizure medicines while you get pregnant. That controls your seizures for sure. Another thing that we should ask about is immunizations. Correct. <clears throat> so immunizations are, are very important. It's something you want to do before you get pregnant. And uh, luckily in the United States, we have a very good immunization program uh, as children. And so most uh, of the patients are immune to mu- mu- um, measles, mumps, rubella, <clears throat> diphtheria, polio, all of the whole series of immunizations that you get. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as far as the sc- initial screening, we do look for, you know, are you immune to rubella and are you immune to varicella um, or do you have a, a positive uh, history of exposure? That's one of the things we want to do, pre- preferably pre-conception. Correct. Because a lot of those uh, vaccines we'd prefer not to give once pregnancy is already established. Yes, the, um, especially the rubella and the uh, varicella virus. Um, I'm sorry, vaccine is live virus. So you should get the vaccine if you're uh, not immune and then wait one month before you get pregnant. But given that uh, the flu shots are now coming out and it's that season, we want to make sure that everybody knows who wants to get pregnant or already is, mm-hmm. please do go ahead and get your flu shot. They're available, and it's in the best interest of your baby to have the vaccine. Correct. <clears throat> and last year, the, the swine flu was all over the news, so we were doing the swine flu shots as well. So we're waiting to see if there's a epidemic of that this year as well. So we're talking about preconception counseling, the do's and don'ts. Do you ever find yourself in a, in a situation where you have to counsel a woman not to get pregnant, that it's not in their best interest to do so? There are a few rare, um, especially cardiac um, risks that, that patients have. Um, and also, um, we, we haven't talked about what happened in your you know, first pregnancy, your previous pregnancies. There's high-risk things that have happened that I would say, okay, your risk, if you get pregnant, your risk are so high to you and to your 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 uh, baby that you may not you may may want to consider not ever getting pregnant again, and that's a tough tough uh, counseling session. But uh, you know you lay out the risk and and the possible uh, consequences, and and patients will you know choose what what's best for them. 
when you say cardiac patient, you're referring to uh, the woman who's uh, who may actually have a heart attack as a, as a result of the pregnancy. Uh, more of a, a, what's called a cardiomyopathy of pregnancy um, that develops at the you know the late in their pregnancy they deliver and then immediately after they deliver you know cardiac uh, output problems and cardiac uh, risk. So it, it's it's a rare diagnosis, but but worthy of uh, consideration. Okay. We are speaking with Dr. James Dunn about preconception counseling or preconception management before someone gets pregnant and medically speaking radio. Right now we're going to go into our our commercial break. When we come back, you're welcome to call in with questions or comments at 885-3565. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn. I wanted to let you know a little bit about our practice at the Auburn Medical Group. The physician, nurses, and front desk personnel all approach the patient asking themselves the question, how would I want to be treated if I was in the patient's shoes? Listen to what one of our patients has to say about her experience at the Auburn Medical Group. My name is Susie Brown. I just want to sincerely thank that group of people for being there for me in some emergency situations. They are very efficient. Their staff, including their receptionist, even when you call her, she's got uh, sympathy and compassion for you and when you're ill that's what you need the nurses the nurse staff is wonderful and dr vaughn listens to everything you say and they just get on things they do not let anything lag if you need a doctor call us at 886-8630 or look at our website at auburnmedicalgroup.com hello this is attorney max beeman I specialize in frivolous lawsuits, and I've never lost a case. You heard me right. I've never lost a case, and I've done hundreds. No case too frivolous. Was your coffee too hot? Was your suit too cold? Did the traffic signals make you miss an important appointment? I get big awards for my clients in cases just like these. In these tough economic times, you can't afford not to sue. Winning a lawsuit can change your life, and I can make that happen. Call me, Max Beeman, 916-384-0237. 916-384-0237. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome back to the show. We are on Medically Speaking Radio with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney and our guest, Dr. James Dunn, speaking about getting ready for pregnancy and things that you need to know. When we left off, we were talking about uh, different substances you'd want to avoid because they're, they're harmful. Except for dark chocolate. Except for dark <clears throat> chocolate. And some of the things you want to do, we talked about immunizations just at the end of the break. Uh, what are some of the other things that we're thinking of along those lines? Um, as far as uh, immunizations, you also want to think about, you know, some of the, um, you basically think about what job do I do. So if you're exposed uh, in your job to high-risk things, Hepatitis, um, if you're a healthcare worker um, or um, if someone in your family has, you know, hepatitis. Uh, cytomegalovirus, if you work in daycare um, or around children, you know, you want to be screening the women for, for these things. Um, and then also based on, you know, we, we get uh, plenty of ladies who come from other countries, you know, are you exposed to tuberculosis? So we screen those women uh, for TB. And, so, and, and that's, you know, some of the things that we consider as part of your uh, preconception evaluation and counseling and of course being a cat person as i am i think of toxoplasmosis that's correct so toxoplasmosis is important um you know don't handle uh, cat litter you know don't expose yourself uh with gardening and, and and handling soil is where toxoplasmosis would would be the most uh commonly found I'm sorry, I was just handed a note, um, and it's not because your lights are on, and it's also not because of uh, apparent 
uh, important news item, but somebody did call in to tell us that, uh, according to Cheech and Chong, uh, smoking too much turns you into a lizard. I, I didn't know that. I did not know that either. So had to had to get those old movies out. I was going to say, maybe that's why we don't refer to them for medical <laughs> information. Uh, one other thing we didn't talk about with um, with medical um, risk um, is things like uh, thyroid disorder. There's a there's you know a lot of uh, studies pointing now that hypothyroidism is associated with risk to the fetus, uh, in particular a lower IQ and a lower you know developmental um, for for these uh, infants that don't uh, that their moms have hypothyroidism. So I actually screen everyone with a a thyroid level um, to look for hyper or hypothyroidism. So that's definitely a new in the, in the news. And it's also with the prenatal vitamins, um, this fish oil and DHA, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been getting a lot of publicity about helping the babies be smarter and higher IQ. So that's one of the new things that all the prenatal vitamins are incorporating. I don't know how new that is because um, I, I've, I've heard for years and years about you know, fish being brain food. But, Correct. Yeah, you know, women should be eating, I don't know, whatever, canned sardines or, or something during the early Part of the pregnancy, so that's that's not just an old wives' tale. No, that's that's true. I mean, and, and the important thing is cooked uh, fish is the important thing. So raw fish, fish that has a lot of mercury in it is very uh, unsafe in uh, pregnancy. So, so so sushi would be out. Sushi's out. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, in limited quantities, the same thing. You know, one, one serving of sushi a week is is probably safe, but but more cooked fish is better for early pregnancy. Okay. And then as we get closer to delivery during pregnancy, what are the uh, some of the preparatory things that you would be doing getting ready for the actual arrival of the baby to be all set for that um lots of things i mean like a whole nother radio show is that is that what you're <laughs> so you know prenatal care and delivery care and you know uh what's my birth plan going to be you know um you know what you know pain control issues do i want do i want a water birth and you know, with with dr leave who does water births etc auburn faith um <clears throat> a lot of requests for that now um and then just you know, through the whole entire pregnancy, it's it's incorporating all the things that we've talked about the whole show is diet, exercise, healthy living. And we do have another caller, Eileen. Eileen, uh, where are you calling from? Um, I'm headed towards Placerville right now. Okay, and you get us all the way out there on Highway 49. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is your question? Um, I have a question. You were talking about um, women being pregnant and... Um, using, you know, marijuana and alcohol. What about the male? Because I plan on getting pregnant, and he's worried that, like, you know, because he's drank and he's smoked. Streaming it. worldwide at khi.com. Oh, and that's, that's a good question. Uh, as far as... H-I, Auburn, Grass Valley, Placerville. Are we still on the air? Okay, sorry, sorry about, about that. that. Um, as far as, you know, the husband <clears throat> using marijuana and smoking, yes, it does. You know, secondary smoke is very important. You are exposed to that. Um, and, and so that means if you're exposed, the pregnancy is exposed. Um, as far as uh, the husband's drinking, that um, is not a risk factor while you're pregnant. Um, there are some studies that show that cigarette smoking and marijuana smoking and alcohol abuse um, have a, you know, the men have a lower fertility rate. So it, it may okay. be harder for you to get pregnant if, um, if your boyfriend or husband uh, okay. does those things. So. Of course. About the, about the immunizations. Yes. Um, I've heard that some of the immunizations have mercury in them, and how that they could be calling, they could be, um, they could be the problem to like the learning disorders, and how you could opt out of being immunized or having your child immunized because of this. 
risk of it being of it having uh, a learning disorder because of the mercury in it. Is that true? Is that you're talking about that when the babies are born, getting their immunizations? Yeah, and that, that the immunizations, some of them contain mercury in them. Uh, I haven't read any, any studies on that, Dr. Vaughn. That's the thimerosal. It, it actually is a preservative in them in a very, very small amount. So it is true that there is some uh, mercury in a form in the vaccine, but I know of no uh, studies that have any conclusive evidence that it caused any problem. There's a lot of stuff out there about uh, specifically the uh, – um, starts with an A, autism, yes. supposedly being related to, to that. But um, – you're really hard-pressed to find any data that shows that there's a connection. It's all uh, population-based studies. They, they don't show that the, uh, there's causation, that there may be a, uh, a relation as far as occurring at the same time, but we're not saying that the vaccines are the things that were causing it. Okay. So I encourage everyone to use them because the risk is much, much greater for being injured by the uh, infection we're immunizing against than to have something bad happen from the vaccine. Thank you for calling. And you will be on our uh, on our list. We're going to draw a name from the hat here. We have both Eileen and Becky. And let me write one name on each side of this. And we will draw. Okay. We're going to have our guest, Dr. Dunn, do the drawing here out of the Golden Emesis Basin. And it is B, B for Becky. <laughs> okay. Becky, uh, come by the studio sometime during business hours, and you will win your uh, certificate here for a a sandwich at Max's Deli. This is the one off of Heritage Oaks, not the the newer one. And it's also a coupon book from Mountain Mike's, along with many other restaurants included in that. We're approaching the end of our show here. We want to thank... Dr. Dunn, for coming on. Any last words for nope. our thank, thank you for having me. Considering pregnancy? And, and give birth in Auburn. Give Shout out Auburn. to the hospital. Yeah, we've got that program there. That's uh, What is it that they get as far as the satis- patient satisfaction surveys? So uh, labor and deliveries had, you know, 98, 99% satisfaction rating for the, the nurses in the delivery unit. So the, the highest in the hospital for several years running now. So it's the most popular part of the hospital to go in? That into. is correct. Of course, it's a happy thing. You're having a baby. It's like the only good thing to go into the hospital for. So yes. we're glad that that's the case. Uh, as usual, uh, we want to encourage people to check our website frequently. Uh, become not fans on Facebook, but to like us on Facebook. It's Medically Speaking Radio. The uh, web address for the show is medicallyspeakingradio.com. We want to encourage you to support our sponsors, Auburn Medical Group. If you need a doctor, you can call them at 885 885- 3565. Also, Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital and Sutter Auburn Hospice are our sponsors. We do have advertisers, Dr. Kihara the Dentist and Auburn Drug Company. We encourage you to give them your patronage. Until next time, this is Dr. Mark Vaughn, Larry Finney, and this time, Dr. Dunn telling all of you to stay in good health.